The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley, and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Vandenbeld and Roy Hoiskies. Hi, welcome to another episode of the State of Search Radio Show on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're, you are listening to us uh, live on the Tuesday night, which is not exactly live because we're taping this one, but um, uh, it's uh, still uh, a very good show, I can tell you that. Um, on me, with, the, with me on the phone is uh, Roy Huskus. Hey, Roy, are you there? Hey, boss, I'm here. How are you doing? Doing pretty, pretty good. Good, great. Um, we are joined today uh, on State of Search Radio Show by one of our bloggers again, and I'm happy to welcome Ms. Nicholas Top back to the show. Hi, Nicola. Hello there. Hi, good to have you on the show. Thanks. How, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good. Had a busy October. Yeah, your, your company just moved, I understand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, moved to Hampshire. Moved to Hampshire also, uh, so. Sarah Carling's joined the team as well. Oh, that's cool. So uh, how, ma- yeah. how many people are there uh, moving w- with you now? There's just two of us, me and Sarah. That's you and Sarah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, you, you also renewed your website, I think. Um, which uh, um, uh, I was happy to be uh, uh, contributing to a little bit. Um, so could you uh, introduce to uh, your uh, to the listeners who uh, who don't know you yet? But I think most probably most of you most of them do. But uh, for those who don't, could you introduce yourself in, uh, in a few sentences? Sure. Yeah. Uh, my name is Nicola Stott. I run a search and social media agency called The Media Flow. Um, prior to that, I was at Yahoo for four years and launched MediaFlow in 2009, May 2009. And um, we offered quite a few services to begin with and decided to realign the business, reduce the number of services, and recently moved to Hampshire. <laughs> okay, cool. I was uh, surprised that a couple of weeks ago I got an invite from you uh, asking me to be a fan of the Liverpool page, fan page. I was like, why, why did you get that from Nicola? But that was one of the reasons I got that was because you were also working on Liverpool, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That must be uh, interesting in these uh, times because they, uh, there's quite a lot happening in, at that football club at the moment. So uh, that's, it must be interesting to you to have them uh, um, as a client. Um, it was it was actually a gift, to be honest. Um, oh, really? The, uh, the, yeah, absolutely. Um, the client, uh, or the actual project, was um, a kind of joint commercial project between Liverpool FC and Champagne client of mine. Um, they opened an online off-license off selling Liverpool-branded champagne, so fans can buy bottles of champagne with um, 
Liverpool FC on the label and that sort of thing. Um, given the kind of timing and the club being in great financial difficulties, obviously this might not have seemed like the, the best time to launch such an initiative, but, you know, the ink is dry on a commercial deal, you have to honour it. Um, yeah. So we kind of, we spoke that far, really, with the press releases and the promotion that we did and obviously attracted an awful lot of um, links from all sorts of different media, from Guardian, Daily Mail, etc., national newspapers, um, because we kind of really pushed and, and tweaked the sort of the timing issue, and then yeah. it worked quite well in terms of pulling the links in. Is, is it dif different working for a client with that, that much fame already uh, than for a regular business client? I can imagine football optimizing or even social media for a football club is different than for, I don't know, uh, um, Virgin or something. My my perspective on it is is it is obviously different because um, football or any type of sport, whatever the sport is, is completely polarizing. People generally will hate you or um, loyally love you forever. Um, even yeah. fans that might be really annoyed and dissatisfied, it's only temporary, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in terms of getting publicity, pulling links, that sort of thing, um, working with the right bloggers who will be, um, you know, Anfield till they die sort of thing, then that, that's, <laughs> that's a real gift. You're always going to get that sort of support. And um, depending on your story or your angle, you can kind of bait the bear, if you like, to get other types of links and other types of support. So really, it's kind of a gift, actually, working in sports. It's really good. Yeah, I think if, if you look at it, then sports actually is kind of new in this area because I, I, uh, I went to Prague a couple of weeks ago and I, I had dinner at this restaurant and I was sitting next to a group of Americans who were there and I mm -hmm. got to talk to them and they explained that they were there as part of the uh, one of the... Um, ice hockey team in, uh, in, the, in the US and what the ice hockey teams do that they the first couple of matches in, uh, in the league I think it's the NHL league uh, the first couple of matches they do they do not do them in, uh, in the US but they do them in Europe so two, two teams went to Prague to play one of the first matches in the, in the season over in Prague And those guys were there with the team, and they were the PR guys uh, of the team and of a radio station which covers all the NHL uh, um, matches. And they were telling that that they were just trying to figure out how to use the social media and how to actually, well, make more benefit out of it. And I think I think a lot of sport teams are still trying to figure out how, how what's the best way to use online to get to get as much well things going as possible. Not sure how you guys see that, Roy. Do you have an opinion on that? Mm, well, I, I think it has something to do also with uh, in sports. There are already a lot of communities out there, so I think it's it's harder for them to be. Oh, whoa, what happens? It's harder for them to uh, get enough traction uh, on on the existing communities to get them over to the official community. I mean, especially with the insane. Merchandise prices. Yeah, well, getting to, to to an official community that that's one thing, but I think with sports, it's even uh, more important to actually go where where people are. So, not set up a, an official community, but go on Twitter and communicate on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, yeah and I know, but that's what I mean with existing communities. Uh, uh, if you look at, um, I mean, there's there's probably a big 
Liverpool supporter forum in Liverpool, uh, running on a PHPBB or a fee bulletin or whatever. I mean, there probably is one which has has more than hundreds of of of, of posts a day. Uh, it would be my guess. So enough about the uh, Liverpool uh, issue <laughs> things, which uh, is interesting though. Uh, it's a fun client to have, I think. Um, a little bit about uh, some local stuff. Uh, we're going to do some more local later on on the show, but first uh, I want to hit on something which happened in uh, in Holland this week, uh, where Hives got bought. They got uh, they they sold, were sold to the uh, Telegraph, which is uh, the Dutch. Uh, uh, well, the Telegraph Media Group, actually, which is uh, owner of the Dutch uh, newspaper, The Telegraph, and also owner of a uh, TV uh, channel, uh, not a channel, um, <clears throat> broadcast network, and um, they're also, I think, owners of, owner of a couple of sites. Um, why is this big news? Well, it, it's not, actually, is it, Roy? <laughs> or at least it's only no, well, It's big news in Holland, but, yeah. I mean, it, it, it got coverage over, I think, almost 50% of the Dutch people. It has 9 million profiles over there. Uh, if you look at the Dutch online audience, I think it's 14, 13, 14 million, something like that. Yeah. So they have a huge reach in that area. Uh, and well, almost everybody had an, had an Hives account already, or was at least cancelling the Hives account because they, they like Facebook better. But in, in general, um, I think it, it, Hives is still a a huge site in, over here in Holland. It, it's the number one site uh, in it's, visits. It's, yeah. it, didn't, didn't it overtake Google last last time? No, that was Facebook. Oh, that was, the the okay. thing is with the numbers with Hives is that um, you, you see a lot of numbers of Hives coming by, but they're not actual... You, you don't really know how accurate they are because they're talking about number of people on Hives and stuff like that, but there are so many dead accounts there. They, they, only, they only talk about the numbers that they like to share with us because it's always that we got so many profiles. How many dead profiles do you have? And when they are like this active, it's just not, they're not giving people the fair numbers. They're just giving the numbers that um, fits their well, their their meaning's the best, I guess, and yeah. it's fine. I mean, a whole lot of companies do that. I mean, one day they try use Comscore, next day they try to use the Steers reach numbers. Uh, other other times they're counting back to well, whatever their their own internal numbers. I mean, it's it's so different. And I mean, it, if you ask them a question, there's always a number that that fits them well that they can show off. I mean, let let them do with it. There was this big discussion about it. I think. Of, week or six ago for six yeah. years back and then everybody said well they're for sale and they're trying to to boost up their um, well the price a bit by by i mean everybody was noticing that Hives was pumping out numbers like idiot like like crazy people and everybody a lot of marketing people started talking about well probably Hives is for sale right now and blah blah they won't buy, buy it they won't buy it uh, who's able to afford it because it's pretty expensive as well uh, at least for the for the audience you got and the engagement you get with it, and there's also a lot of talk about people um, saying goodbye to Hives and start joining Facebook because of Hives is just Dutch, and well, if you have a friend from overseas, you're gonna you still want to meet him uh, online somewhere, and Facebook is is really good for that, and and Hives isn't. And if you meet someone from the UK, they probably have a, a Facebook account. If you meet somebody from the US, they probably have a Facebook account. I mean, if you meet somebody from the 
Netherlands, um, then they probably never heard of Facebook and still have a Hive account. And I mean, it's fine as, as long as it's really uh, a good substitute for, for Facebook, but it isn't. I mean, it's just, I mean, Facebook does something. If you're lucky, uh, six to 12 months out, Hives is trying to implement something like that by saying, no, no, it's not the same. We did something completely <laughs> different with it, and it's a, a copycat by far. But yeah. And I think, I mean, a lot of people are really proud, proud of the way Hives was built. And I mean, sure, it's good to be proud of something that big and, and with that reach. But if you look at the um, improvements that they made or the, 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 the way... Um, it, it, there's nothing special going on over there. It's just a copycat of, of the Friendsters, the Facebooks, the MySpace, whatever. And it's well, they just got a phone. They got, well, not a phone. Uh, they got a phone. Uh, um, yeah, with, the, with the most shittiest provider in the Netherlands. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they made a phone deal a couple of weeks ago where they um, uh, had the, you can now get a, a Hives phone um, account and then you can call for free with your Hives friends who also yeah, have Hives all your account. friends yeah. no, no, it's, not, it's a, not all your friends only the ones with these with, with, who also have that account their phone account also so, the ones with okay so only the guys with also a T-Mobile account it's the same as a business account you know you call your your, your, your business partners for free that kind of account those kind of uh, kind of uh, uh, deals you have subs- subscriptions um it's it's the same kind of kind of thing. Everybody has got has got to have that same, uh, well, account. Or oh, okay. Well, I, th- I thought you could call free with all your T-Mobile friends, and they didn't have to have an account because that stinks even more. Because I have my T-Mobile iPhone account, and if I had Hives, I would like it that my friends who do do have Hives. I mean, they could persuade me yeah. to getting into Hives, but not persuade me into getting more T-Mobile crap over me, over no. in my house. Uh, t- talking about T-Mobile crap, um, uh, you probably heard this latest web care kind of thing happening, isn't it? Or it's yeah, from yeah. Today? yeah. yeah. yeah well, I've put out a tweet about it today, and it got hit 1,600 times in the what? last three hours. Yeah. Which, of the tenth, kind of- tenth, uh, the link was, uh, it, it's the tweet with the T-Mobile MP3 in it. Oh, okay. And it got listened 10,000 times, and it just says, well, screw you, customer. You can drop that, and I'm going to listen to you when it hangs. And it's a, a support uh, woman from support who's, who's hanging up then. <laughs> well, that's a way of treating your customers. <laughs> oh, well. But, I mean, it, it's, that's been blown up big as well, and that's the same company we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. not, not yeah, too well. bad. But. Well, the thing is, with with hives getting getting sold in Holland, the, the thing that it's it's one of the few countries where uh, Facebook did, did not what was not the leading uh, social network, but hives was, and that that's going to change. I think. I think this is the upcoming for the fact that um, hives will lose uh, again a lot of users, and that Facebook will be also in Holland growing. So Facebook's going to go even stronger from this. Um, but there's another thing which. I think could be interesting what's going to happen because they were connected now to uh, the newspaper that you could maybe get some sort of social news stuff going uh, using the social network. Yeah, if you really think, expecting them to, well, I, maybe I'm a bit harsh on this, but I'm not expecting any kind of innovation from that company from now on. It's just putting up more banners to it, throwing more shit at the walls, and, and, and hope something eventually will stick from it. 
And I don't see tele the Telegraph Media Group, TMZ, building anything better out of it than it is today. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's my, my harsh, <laughs> harsh feelings about that, but I mean, it, I don't see it happening at all. I mean, the amount of money they have to pay for it, I mean, there's only one way to put it back, bannering like crazy. That's yeah. it. And maybe some of those, those crappy deals with, with uh, well, the T-Mobiles of this world. Yeah, so I think today we might have seen uh, the, uh, uh, well, at least the cause the, of that. The announcement, the announcement of the cause of death, maybe. Yeah, that that of, could be nice. We could, we could have been seeing the cause of death of Hives and, and the growth of Facebook also in Holland. Okay, um, yeah. we're going to go to uh, a break. And then after the break, we're going to talk about um, some different stuff, um, more related to search and also uh, about a conference which uh, was uh, filled with state of search bloggers. So we'll be right back after this break. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hi, welcome back after the break. And um, we're talking today about all sorts of different topics with uh, our lovely guest, Ms. Nicholas Stapp from uh, the Media Flow, and um, also one of the bloggers on State of Search. And uh, Nicola, you were at um, in Manchester last week, 
Um, it's a bit dangerous place to be for uh, someone working for Liverpool FC, but um, uh, you were there for the Manchester SEO conference, which is uh, um, well, it's it's a small, uh, the smaller version of the big uh, Manchester conference, which goes on once every year, which Peter Young announced last week will be in May this year, uh, next year, 2011. Um, this was a smaller one, right, Nicola? Um, actually, yeah, I guess it's smaller than the kind of the SASCONs and SESs this world, but there's still around 100 odd people there. It was still really good turnout, actually, yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, Peter said last week, that there were so about 100 tickets are sold. Uh, well, they're not sold; they were free. Uh, how was it? What uh, there were? Uh, you spoke there. Uh, Barry Evans spoke there, and I think Kelvin Newman spoke there, and somebody else also. Neil Walker um, from Just Search. Uh, I think he's also doing some, some consultancy as well for, for himself. But yeah, Neil Walker, the, um, also known as the UK SEO, um, was the fourth speaker of the day. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Um, really well organised. Pete and um, everyone involved did a really, really good job. The venue was really nice. Um, and some good sessions, yeah. So what did you talk about? I talked about um, the business of search, um, understanding how um, search revenues are reported to senior management and the kind of performance metrics that... Um, monitored from the business end of a search engine and how understanding the interplay between those metrics, the absolute metrics and derivative metrics, can kind of hone your search intuition. Um, and I also had a pop at estimating Google's Q4 revenue from search um, for the UK. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Fun. What's your estimation? I think we could see the first quarter um, where revenue hits a billion from the UK contribution. Wow. Billion dollars, obviously. Those are big numbers, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you compare them to uh, what's happening with Hives in Holland. Uh, so, um, what kind of uh, audience was there? Because this is this is really interesting for those uh, for in-house SEOs, but also marketers who have to um, explain to their their, bo their bosses why they're doing SEO. Um, so, what kind of audience was there? And the audience seems to be predominantly um, SEO agencies, so there are people there from iSpy, people there from JustSearch, um, quite a few freelancers representing themselves, and quite a lot of people that I'd known on Twitter for a long time, you know, the usual sort of situation, um, or you've been speaking to people for a while and then you get to meet them face to face finally, so uh, the, mm. the Northern Posse. Yeah, we were just saying before the show that you you actually met Barry Adams, who is one of the Sailor Search blockers, but nobody ever uh, on on the Sailor Search team actually met him in, in face to face. So um, that must have been uh, fun to uh, actually see somebody who, who you never saw before. Oh, it was lovely. It was really nice to to, to see Barry and um, drink a few jars in the bar afterwards. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is always the most important place on on a conference. Which is actually not just. I, I, I was I was on a birthday party yesterday, and uh, we're talking to somebody who was who also went to um, uh, conferences, but not search conferences. He went to furniture conferences, but it's it was fun to hear that it actually is the same as in, in search conferences. That it's nice to be there during the day and to hear stuff and to see stuff, but. Most of the, the the actual fun part and also the most networking part is also, also in the bars at night. So that's it's nothing different from SEO or furniture or whatever. 
<laughs> there were a lot of uh, a lot of events going on last week. Uh, we had the uh, International Search Summit in London on Thursday. Uh, that uh, the, the Manchester SEO was on Friday, and on Monday and Tuesday there was the Pro SEO conference, uh, which from the Still, which got a lot of coverage uh, on uh, on different areas, and I, I hear a lot of good, interesting stuff coming out of that one. Um, and there was also the conversion conference, which uh, was in Hamburg last week on the Wednesday, I think, and uh, which is actually going on on Monday in London also. So it's quite the conference week, actually, uh, on, uh, yeah, in Europe here. Uh, and, um, well, if you want to see coverage of that, um, there are a lot of posts in State of Search about uh, all, the, all these conferences um, on, uh, um, in last week. Uh, so there are a lot of stuff com coming out there. What was the one thing you got out of uh, uh, Manchester SEO? Oh, there wasn't any one thing. Um, there were really there's a lot of really good presentations. Uh, I'll see if I can just remember a real quick fact from every one of the other speakers. Uh, one of the things that um, Barry uh, mentioned about Google uh, news, which he's extremely knowledgeable about, um, something that caught my attention I wasn't aware of. Um, no uh, URL for images for Google News. They like the images to be static in there, apparently. That was a little tip there that, that I had no idea about. Um, Kelvin Newman was um, the slide master, um, did a presentation on um, the kind of psychological elements of link building or how lots of our um, activities in, in the more kind of content-led link building efforts can be underpinned by behaviours that have been observed in different psychological studies. Um, I can't remember any of them specifically. I'm no psychologist, but that was a really interesting presentation. Mm -hmm. um, Neil Walker, um, he was looking at... Uh, his, his, I think it was extremely interesting for people working in agencies and looking to how to position search um, and, and probably more importantly how to um, project search from a business perspective. So if you're trying to kind of work out how much to charge a client in terms of, you know, when is this going to become ROI positive and all that sort of thing. Um, so there's quite a lot of good tips in there for people looking to understand how can you predict volume confidently, what are the factors going to have to take into account, what's our objective, obviously position one, how long is it going to take us to get there. So rather than the normal kind of how long is a piece of string argument, it was really putting some tangible conceptual um, actions under under the forecasting process. Okay. Sounds interesting. So, so that, that's one of the reasons I sometimes want to be in the UK because there are so many great conferences going on there. I would love to uh, I would love to be at every, every single one of them last week to be honest. Um, I wasn't at a single one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, it sounds all like the, 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 there was some great content coming out there. And as we discussed last week with Peter Young, it's, it seems like the best content is now coming out of these, the, well, so-called smaller conferences um, because there's a lot of more, um, well, knowledgeable people there um, actually getting the time to uh, talk about different topics. Did they uh, discuss Google Places last week? In at the conferences. Yeah. Did it, they do it in Manchester? It wasn't on the somebody uh, talked about that or not? Um, I mean, yeah. obviously, there's the, the odd banter in the bar, but it wasn't something specifically on the agenda. Okay. Well, the, I mean, the reason why I'm asking, of course, is that um, Google last week updated their uh, Google Places, um, Place Search. 
Uh, and it's quite a big change, actually. Um, as either one of you uh, uh, look, see, seen the differences already, uh, there, there was a big write-up on Search Engine Land about it, uh, on, uh, on what changed with Google Places. Um, uh, Roy, did you happen to look into it? Yeah, I think uh, I saw some new images popping by, and I saw a very big local maps kind of thing on the, the place where it used to be my number four, five, and six AdWords. And I also saw that there were some images besides the results, which I know from people who already been there, that it's pretty good for your ROI and your click-through rate and your general... Um, well, the, the images, like the images you yeah. mean there for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The, the images come from the uh, from the um, reviews of pages. They, they used to be review pages. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I mean, it, it it looks good. And if you are a bit smart, you can use a very wise image over there. I can, that's, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, have figure, I have to figure. Now, well, I mean, you can you can put up a an image of your uh, well of your building if you like. You can also make an image of the person running that building, isn't it? Yep. Or sure. you could make a company logo out of it. Or you could make an image which says, "Well, these services are there." Or an image that says, "Click here and point it to." Well, that, that that's a bit harder, I guess. But <laughs> you, you could you could do that if you'd like. <laughs> Yeah, you can play around with the images being shown in the, in, in the new places. Uh, Nicola, have you looked into uh, the changes that uh, Google made last week? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had a, I haven't really done any analysis, so I had a really detailed look. It's too soon anyway, but um, yeah, certainly. It's quite, I think it's really interesting, actually, from a UI perspective, because it's a significant change, such a significant change. And um, they don't make changes like that unless they know it's already going to be um, revenue positive to neutral for the first or second order effect straight away. So that, that has to be a given. Um, yeah. But what I find a bit strange about that is that, you know, the maps has shifted over to the right and kind of really obscures the sponsored links. So I think the expectation must be, or perhaps um, the CTR already on the local listings against sponsored in this sector was of such a low level that um, making this change should have a much greater impact on CTR on the on the local section, um, yeah. so that the actual number of search impressions and search queries and interaction with the listings here goes up significantly. Yeah. Or maybe you can buy your AdWords a bit more local right now, or at least in a couple of in a very small time span. That could I think also that's be probably where they're going. I mean, the local really, business yeah. ads being promoted a bit better on the front page. True, but what also happens is that you, your eyes get shifted to the right. Um, if you look at all the researches they did before on the, uh, on testing or the UI on the, on the pages, you could always see that uh, people were looking at uh, images and, and on the left side of the page and that they moved the map to the right. And, and you know that your eyes are going to be attracted to the right, which has ads just below them. So they might give more attention to the ads. But there's a weird thing happening too because um, I'm, I'm, I've been using a proxy to, to figure it out because it's, of course, not on, uh, on this level yet. But um, if you do a search and then you get a map on the right side, if you then scroll down, I'm not using the arrows, right? <laughs> um, <Not> the arrow. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you scroll down, the map actually scrolls with the page going over the 
um, over the ads. So if I scroll down, the ads disappear below the uh, below uh, below the map. You don't see them anymore. No, that sounds very smart. <laughs> That's really weird. I don't know why they did that, but it, it's it's it, it just goes down with with the uh, with, with the page, and then you don't see the ads anymore. So it's not really an ad. Um, well, ad-friendly way of uh, sh- showing the, the places. Um, there, there are a couple of changes. What they did is that uh, they, they removed the so-called uh, seven pack, which is uh, the first, uh, well, the map on the left, of course, and then uh, the first seven results on that map A to G um, uh, next to that map. That Those first results are gone. Um, they're not gone entirely because if Google doesn't know where you are, then it will show the, uh, the seven pack. Uh, but then with the map on the right. So uh, what what big change that is is that people have been optimizing to get to get into into those first seven results, and um, well, it almost seems as if the work they did on that is useless now, or is that too harsh to say? Mm. Well, you should be aiming for seven. You should be aiming for top three at least, but. Well, the That's first seven, the, the, yeah, well, the first seven meaning uh, the seven results on, on the map, the A to G results, which used to be on top of the uh, uh, local results, uh, just below the uh, the first ads. Um, so next to the map, if you get in, into those seven, you don't have to be on the homepage to actually, uh, with your website to actually be there. Just optimize your Google, Google local results, and the, and you can get into the maps. But um, uh, Nicola, for your clients, do you? Do that optimize to get into those seven results? Um, not many actually. Um, it's just turned out that way that most of my clients are pure play online businesses. Um, so very few of them actually have any sort of physical presence. There's only one um, at the moment that I'm working with to optimize for places. But um, yeah, wait, waiting to see what the data says. Yeah. So um, that, that's one change they did, and of course, then the visual changes they made, uh, which Roy already said, with the images, those come from the reviews, the review pages, um, which are getting more important now. They always were a ranking factor reviews on on places. Mm-hmm. Um, getting more reviews, reviews will now help you show up on the pages too. Uh, probably. So that's that's uh, one change. And um, of course, places actually got a place into the uh, uh, left sidebar on Google, uh, where um, you can see the icon, uh, the, the little places icon, which used to be maps. Now it's places, and it moved up one spot from um, the fifth spot to the fourth spot. And news actually disappeared from from the left side, which kind of surprises me. No, but people aren't. I mean. Looking for news is kind of, mm, it's more entertaining, uh, how harsh it may sound, mm-hmm. and how, <laughs> but it's more entertaining than it is helpful most of the times, I guess. And people who know that uh, what lo- news they're looking for, they're going to visit Google News, I guess, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing is, though, you don't really have to visit Google Places, do you? I think something like, I think there's way over 20% of all searches um, have a prefix or suffix to do with location by default. Whereas the, the, with 
a new search um, it's actually the query type rather than there's no immediate signal that a, a news query is a news query it's not like you'd put volcano news um, if you're searching for volcano you could be searching for information about or a news story about but if you put dentist in Surrey it's, a, it's an absolute given isn't it so I think the the, the query triggers there are much much more different yep I agree yep so is this a, is, is this just a UI change, or is this more than that? Roy, what do you think? I think this is, this is a step to something bigger. I mean, I think the local business ads, I mean, if you look at how they make money, I mean, Scarcity is making money. Um, they have plenty plenty of, of search results, but we all know that, that a, a big amount of search results don't have ads on it. And by splitting up the big amount of already um, well-paid searches, you can <laughs> get double the traction in it, I think. But I don't know. I, I think it, it's, it's about getting more money from local business ads in the future. Just by giving it a little bit more attention. And I think it's also very wise to name it exactly the same as Facebook did. Since Facebook is getting a bit traction with their Facebook places as well. What, who was first with that? Because Google Places was yeah, named Places. I don't know. Was, was it Facebook it's, it's, Places before Google Places? No, I think it was Google before it. My, my guess is Google. How long is it, is it on Google? I think it's not that long on, on Facebook, is it? No, I, on Google it's about a year or so. so. Yeah, I think I Google will just this one then. So what are you saying, Nicholas? Is this a game changer? Um. I don't think game changer as such, not not in the same way that instant perhaps is, but um, it's definitely a move in the in in a much more commercial direction. I think everybody's, you know, for the past year or so, been up in arms about the quality of what was Google Local and that particular service, and how it was really difficult at times to try and administer something for a third party or. Um, you know, there's so many holes in it and ways to exploit it and jack up listings and all of that. Um, and I think quite a lot of people would would admit that if they could make this product work really well, um, they probably would be prepared to pay for it. Um, I think that's the direction that they're going in. If they improve the product, um, they've changed the algorithm, definitely changed the algorithm for this, and the UI has drastically improved. And, you know, I'm sure we'll find ourselves paying for Google listings in future places. That's interesting. So you're saying that it might be a paid service in the future. In the future, it, it could even um, be a paid service together uh, with an API on it. That uh, mm -hmm. it's not important for them to make money off the Google homepage, but make money on other or other ways like with Foursquare or maybe even with Facebook b mm -hmm. by connecting through the API and get, giving you relevant results, mm -hmm. like the ad network, for instance. If they make this product really, really good, then there's, a, there's loads of potential commercial implications for it. Yeah. Yelp could be one as well. I mean, there was this post on Mashable, I think, uh, about the, the four, uh, the people with the best cards and ends, and it was like Facebook with Places, Foursquare, Groupon, Yelp, and I think there was one more. No, that I got four, but I think Facebook wasn't in it. At least there were four of them, and it like all... It's all the connection between online and retail, and I mean, we all can say retail. We we love we love pure players. I mean, we're internet guys, so we love them. But in general, we also know that um, we're gonna gain uh, we're gonna get more money um, from retail because it, it it it's 
more of a mm, it's more of a shopping spree. Let's say like that. Mm. It's more an, an, an entertaining business than it is um, a necessity business. I think. Mm. At least in the future, it, it, there's the, there will be a big difference in the, in that. I think. Mm. It's an interesting step, at least uh, Google's taking. And, uh, we'll wait and see what uh, what what direction next. Interesting. Okay, um, I think we're going to go to our uh, final break, and then after the break, uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Facebook and Bing. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka-ching button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Ka-ching, How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com and I'll give you a kaching button for free. How do you choose All the, the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is That's simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at markethealth.com and start making money today. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. And we're back after break. Um, uh, we're uh, talking uh, today with Nicholas Tuck, who um, uh, is uh, in the great area of London. Um, how is London anyway? Is the weather good there, Nicola, or not? Oh, I moved, actually. I'm in Hampshire now. Oh, it's Hampshire, of course, but <laughs> how far away is that from, from, from London? Um... Oh, do you know what? I have no idea. It's about two-hour drive. I think it's... It's a yeah. two-hour drive. Wow. Oh, at least. <laughs> yeah, a two-hour drive, hour and a half oh. on the train. It's, it's quite a way, yeah. Yeah. So no more drinks uh, for on, on the London SEO for you, uh, uh, unless you are in uh, in London at that time, of course. But No, I've got, okay. I've got to plan everything with military precision if I want to have meetings in London. <laughs> yeah. Next time, well, November well, 11th, if I need to see anyone, just so you know, get that out there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was the reason for your move anyway? Um, oh, just a number of reasons. Um, kind of half personal, half professional, just you know, you know, I've got a, I've got a two and a half year old, as you know. So, kind of yeah. wanted to move out to the country and better quality of life, all that sort of stuff. 
Yeah. So you, uh, you, 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 you've gone uh, to take the next step, so to speak. Um, okay, um, there was uh, another thing in the news uh, which was shortly there. Um, uh, I saw it this uh, weekend, just before the weekend. Um, Bing uh, and Facebook, of course, they're working together, as we know. Um, you can now get into uh, the yeah, Facebook pages through Bing and vice versa. If you uh, use the search on Facebook, that is Bing. And um, there's also some um, personalization going on uh, on the uh, uh, on the Bing uh, website, um, where you can actually see uh, Facebook results showing up um, within Bing, and it's in the U.S. or only uh, again. But um, he said um, uh, there was this user who uh, who logged into Bing, and then he got uh, Facebook. Uh, uh, friend results showing up in Bing, which uh, um, was reported on uh, by Barry Schwartz on Search Engine and also, um, which means that um, Bing and Facebook are not really trying to well um, take the moment and, and really integrate and then go after Google. Um, do you guys think that um, this could be actually it could be the change which Bing needs to get closer to Google, uh, Roy? I don't have an opinion on Bing anymore, unless they're in an over here. <laughs> I mean, they can they can they can do anything they'd like. I mean, like I can do something with it. <laughs> Nothing at all. I don't know. <laughs> Ask Nicola. Okay. <laughs> well, that's clear. Nicola, what's your thought on that? You you used to be with Yahoo, so um, yeah, uh, you, and I Bing. Closer to Bing. Closer um, to Bing. You know, I, I see where Roy's coming from. I mean, they're so. Let's face it, insignificant everywhere in Europe, apart from, you know, with a few percent um, in the UK, that it really is difficult to get even remotely excited about anything that they might be talking about. Um, so, I mean, even... Do you, do you think I, that if, if they would um, uh, go uh, fully into the UK, they would stand a chance? So if they had all the things they changed in the US and, and to, to, to them and... and copy them to the UK being, would they stand a chance to actually gain market share? Yeah, definitely. I do I do really think that they're going to start to eat into Google market share in Q1 next year. And I think combined with Yahoo search market share, which they will have by December, we're going to be looking at double figures in Q1. I really do think that. Um, but in terms of actual search innovation, rolling out all of these things, they really need to get the matching and, and the relevancy right for the UK. Um, to the same level as it is in the U.S. And the U.S. is brilliant. I think you know, Bing really is a really good search engine and a good um, number two. In the U.K., the relevancy just isn't quite there, but the search innovation is. So I guess it's all about can they still steal that little bit of march from users that perhaps aren't as search literate yet or as search savvy or, or as sophisticated as of yet um, who might be more into the kind of on-serp um, additions. I, I think the Facebook um, implementation should be brilliant. Um, I, I really do think that that would be, I mean, it works, obviously works from a social perspective. If we're all using Facebook, I think an awful lot of us know that we will like the same things in common. We'll see each other's names flashing up all the time. I mean, both of you and I have just done it while we've sat here on this, um, on this radio show. You know, we, we've both updated our status and commented and liked on what each other has said about recording a, a show. That that social hook has a massive effect on our on our um, opinion of something. It, it's a, 
you know, it's immediately saying, look, Senso has already authorised and validated this particular result. Um, CTR impact would be massive, much bigger than sticking an image in there or something like that. Um, I think it's yeah. a brilliant move. True. So uh, talking about uh, Facebook, um, just just a quick heads up on, on what went on last week uh, with Facebook. Um, Lars Rasmussen, who um, made Wave and then saw Wave crash, uh, is moving to Facebook from Google because he feels Facebook might be the once-in-a-decade type of company. Um, things are changing. There, there, there is movement going on. So uh, I, I do expect some sort of um, new stuff going on in uh, early next year, or maybe not Q1, but Q, Q2, maybe. Uh, and um, what uh, I wanted to know what you guys thought when you heard that uh, Larry Page uh, and uh, um, Sergey Brin thought that the first CEO of Google should have been uh, Steve Jobs. Not in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> Steve doesn't care about any web service at all. Steve cares about the hardware. He's not, he's not, no, he's, I don't think he's able to, to pull it off. It, not because of his personality, I think. But Yeah. yeah uh, Nicola, what was your first response when you heard that? Pretty much exactly the same, to be honest. I, think, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know what it is, whether it's just a personality thing or, I mean, he's an unusual character. I don't know whether it's the whole wall garden mentality or what, but I, I, it just, that doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. It would have been a totally different Google, I think, if Steve Jobs would have been uh, uh, the, the CEO of Google. That, that would, it would, would have been so strange. Well, you can't, you can't imagine. It's like two different worlds you, you live in. If, uh, if Steve Jobs would have been uh, Google CEO. It actually would make a fun movie, like the Facebook social network movie. With <laughs> <laughs> Do you Just think? Can't. I think it would be like an episode of The Office or something. Yeah, what would, yeah exactly. Yeah. Sally what would be sexy. If you would have really been Google CEO, um, yeah. Steve Jobs, that would be that. That could be an interesting one. Okay, I'm. Uh, I'm thinking we, we're out of time uh, for this week. Um, Nicola, thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, Thank you for we, having me. Uh, uh, always love to have you on the show, and uh, I hope everything goes well for you in your new office and new surroundings where you're uh, um, working at the moment. Um, they can still find find you on the same uh, um, uh, the, the Twitter account, which is uh, Nicholas Talk. Oh yeah, and, I haven't changed. Uh, yeah. Of course, also on the same website, uh, the Media Flow, and and you blog all around the world on Search Engine Watch, on uh, State of Search, and also on some different ones. Um, okay, um, if you're listening to us live, uh, which in this case would be Tuesday night at uh, 7 in the UK, 8 in uh, Holland, uh, starting next week when the daylight saving times are back to normal in the US, you can listen to us live at 2 p.m. on the East Coast and uh, 11 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, if you don't have time to listen to us live, but be sure to do so and try so because we can, uh, you can actually talk to us in the chat rooms. Um, if you can't do that, uh, download us from iTunes. And uh, Roy, thanks again, and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.